Hello and welcome back to the latest Think Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Today I talk to Stephen Healy, Head of Motoring Sector at Bank of Ireland, who reveals how electric vehicle revolution is being embraced in Ireland, accounting for 11.3% of sales in the first quarter. He reveals that despite COVID-19 restrictions overall, some 60,000 cars were sold in Q1, and he draws correlation between better than expected van sales and the rise of online shopping. Stephen, in the first quarter, some 60,000 new cars were sold to Irish motorists. What does this tell us about the health of the sector and how is the sector in Ireland faring versus international trends? Thanks, John. Well, you know, 60,000 vehicles is a huge achievement by the sector, particularly as it was delivered under Level 5 restrictions um, in quarter one this year. Just to be clear, you know, Level 5 means that dealers are only open for servicing parts and body repairs and all vehicle sales have been managed digitally up until now. So dealers health I suppose is good, government supports have been vital and dealers ability to be open for vehicle maintenance has also been vital as it accounts for about 40% of their income contribution. New car registrations are down 3% in quarter one this year but that's down on on March last year uh, when the lockdown um, first kicked in. Um, sales for quarter one 21 have been operating at about 75% of quarter one 19, which is, which is probably a better uh, metric to use. And further afield in, in March, figures across the EU in big countries like Spain, Italy, France, Germany, all recorded strong new vehicle registration figures. Germany in the quarter is back just 6%. And a little bit closer to home um, in the UK, there was a very strong uplift in the month of March. They're back 12% year to date in the quarter. And it'll be really interesting to follow how the UK develops as restrictions are now starting to uh, to ease. Vehicle stats for the rest of the EU for the quarter aren't just available yet. They will be available this Friday if um, listeners would like to, to log on to acea.be and um, those statistics will be released. But the March trend is positive, um, albeit that uh, you know, across the EU, sales are still below pre-pandemic levels. And, you know, the interesting thing about the, the van sales holding steady and, uh, you know, I was thinking, is there a correlation between the healthy sales of commercial vehicles and the rise of digital commerce? Because where I'm sitting now looking at my door, I'm seeing vans come and go all the time, handing, you know, adding in packages and I'm going, it must be, must be people up to, upgrading their fleet uh, to keep up with that kind of demand. Yeah, absolutely, John. And, and that's key. You know, van sales have been particularly strong this year. Companies have been replacing the fleets, expanding their fleets. And as you say, look, there's an increase in home deliveries. And, and that's why van registrations are up 22% in quarter one this year. And again, using that same metric as I used with cars, it's running on a par with quarter one nineteen, which is really encouraging. And if we want to look a little bit further afield, uh, again, if we look at uh, uh, into the UK in March, again, strong figures, and uh, new van sales in the quarter are forty three percent ahead in the UK as they report, you know, even stronger growth um, than in Ireland due to the increase in home deliveries. And um, now, I, 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 in my head now, because you're a motoring expert, I think you're probably a petrol head at heart. But I noticed a big amount of, sorry, a large amount of coverage of electric vehicles in this report. So I'm, I'm thinking things are changing. So you put a lot of focus on electric vehicles in your latest report, but manufacturers such as Volvo and Volkswagen are making some serious statements about their future. How, how would you sum up the tempo out there? Yeah, it, it's very interesting to watch and develop. I suppose I am a petrol head, John. Um, 
but but still this new technology is is really interesting um EU governments have hitched their wagons to the EV train um, and government policy coupled with you know EU emissions directives are, are driving this change so manufacturers are launching more and more low emission vehicles be they petrol diesel hybrid or EV to meet these targets that are driven at EU level. But the, the EV train is on its way and it's going to be stopping at all stations. Um, the, change, the change is happening, but it, it'll take time to happen here. You know, the, the, a number of reasons, John, why consumers haven't changed yet is, is the higher cost of EVs and, and, and uh, some range anxiety that also exists with purchasing <clears throat> an electric vehicle. And consumers are, are kind of slow sometimes to adapt to that new technology. And if we look at sales in the quarter, 70% of consumers still opted for the traditional internal combustion engine, petrol and diesel. 30% of customers um, uh, went for alternative fuels. So that's 24% hybrid, 6% electric vehicle. And really interestingly, in the month of March, more than 11% of consumers opted for a fully electric vehicle. That was the thing. I mean, 11.3% of markets. I mean, when I was looking at numbers last year, some people predicted 10%. I thought I was wildly optimistic. But if it's already 11.3% of the market, I mean, what other trends are you seeing? And one of my things I was thinking, you mentioned there range anxiety and affordability. If I could afford an electric car tomorrow, I'd have one personally. But the other thing as well, having come from a technology background and looking at phones and the history of phones and how the batteries used to be terrible on iPhones to suddenly today, they're, per- they're brilliant. I'm thinking the same must be with cars to a point where the car technology, the, v- the battery technology can only get better uh, in time to a point where, you know, the range anxiety of today will probably seem very quaint in 10 years. Yeah, and manufacturers are releasing more EV versions to give consumers more choice with more ranges. And to that point, you know, that they are releasing vehicles with longer ranges and, and you can see, you know, more uh, greater adoption. You mentioned 11% in the month of March. It's 5.9% year to date in the quarter and growing. Um, global EV sales are continue to rise year on year. And very interestingly, this year, Volkswagen launched the uh, ID4, which is a midsize SUV. Uh, and interestingly, it was the overall best-selling car in the Republic in March, not just of EVs, but of all cars. Um, you know, and in the mid-term, manufacturers uh, and the sector, I suppose, would expect what we call the TCO or total cost of ownership of EVs to reach parity with the internal combustion engine by 2025. So what does that mean? It means that the retail prices are expected to remain higher than an internal combustion engine. But when you factor in fuel costs, maintenance costs, et cetera, the total cost of ownership should reach parity uh, midway through the decade. So the expectation is that you know the, the retail prices will remain higher in the midterm, but will fall as volume increases, as investment increases. Um, you know, continued government subsidies and grants are, are vital increasing um, EV adoption. And Ireland would have some uh, reasonably generous um, subsidies in place to promote EV sales. Uh, and in terms of other trends, you know, manufacturers are investing in EV production and battery production, particularly across Europe. VW grew plans to have six uh, battery cell plants in place in the EU by 2030, which is positive from a supply chain perspective because it means there'll be less reliance on China and Asian markets for, for these battery technologies. 
Um, the Nordfold is a, is a company that was started by Tesla executives in 2017. They, they now have, in four short years, they have now set up uh, two manufacturing plants in Sweden and uh, have a $14 billion supply deal with Volkswagen out to 2030. And they want to account for 25% of all European electric all European electric production by 2030, alongside another company, you know, British Volt, Panasonic, Tesla. So I mentioned the train is coming, and it's interesting times. The, the powertrain is coming, but the, uh, the interesting the powertrain is coming. These are two quick questions. Like, do you think in time also to be a good secondhand market for these cars? Because I know a couple of people already bought secondhand Teslas, for example, and. My bias on that front only just from the fact that I used to review mobile phones and smartphones was the the cell technology, for example, if you use a fast charger on a smartphone, it eventually erodes the battery because you're ultimately breaking the cells into smaller components. Do you think do you think that if we look at a kind of looking down into the future that we'll have a good second hand electric car market? Will 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 the the range anxieties, all those different things, the battery technology, will they stand up to that kind of scrutiny? So if I buy a, a five year old electric car, will it be as will it perform the same for me as it did for the person who bought it five years previously? Yeah, I do think it'll be a healthy used market, certainly in terms of demand, which will lead to stronger residuals. So there just won't be many of them, John, is the starting point. So there's there's 2.2 million cars on on the road today, of which 15,000 of them are electric vehicles. So when they start to become available as used cars, um, the demand will be there. In In terms of range, manufacturers have to produce the battery so that after 10 years, it it will still have 80% of its original range. So, you know, um, generally speaking, after about 10 years, you know, a vehicle, much of the residual value is eroded from the vehicle anyway, but it would still have 80% of its original range. So I would expect as more manufacturers are releasing more models and, uh, you you know, manufacturers commit to uh, producing only electric vehicles, uh, many of whom are coming out and saying, uh, you know, Volvo are saying they're they're committing to electric only by 2030. Volkswagen Group say that, uh, and four of the same, by 2030, Volkswagen Group say they'll have about 70% of their vehicles fully electric by 2030. I mean, that's a huge commitment to make, a huge commitment in production and in, and in, in the development of this new tech. So it'll take time for those used vehicles to actually hit the market. And as mm. they do hit the market, I think that the demand will be there by consumers. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be concerned about residual values at the moment. Very interesting stuff. Well, thanks again, as always, Stephen. That's really good. Thank you. Thanks very much, John. Appreciate it.